Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For all you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh, sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Welcome into another episode of the Coffee Street Podcast. We got our fourth man in, Zach Peliquin, joining us. Of course, I'm Joseph Pavone, Joel Pavone here, and Sean Dutra. Zach, thank you for joining us. I mean, you're not in the building, but it's close enough. I mean, you've you've came down to the Coffee Street Studio enough. And you know what? Having you on the phone is probably going to be best for you because now we're not going to have you stay, you know, before and after like we always do. You know, we don't let Zach go home for a while. I mean, this doesn't go on air, but we <laughs> we end up keeping Zach around until like 2 a.m. And Zach's like, yo, I got to go. We're like, wait, 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 Zach, we got to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, what's the uh, what's the Cavalier situation right now? You know what I mean? We, we don't let you go home. So, what's you know what? Cleveland now Steelers? you can chill in your... <laughs> what's the... This- 
<laughs> now you can chill on your couch. We can talk some NBA, and then you can still be in the comfort of your home. So I appreciate you checking in. What's up, Zach? Not too much, John. We got some playoff basketball coming up, and uh, I think it's almost down to an hour countdown at this point. You know so, what? Uh, I'm I th- pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready to go, and I know I know all you guys are. The pre-show just have a little conversation. It's getting heated. Yeah, it's getting heated a bit. I mean, it's playoff time. That's what happens, you know? Yeah. It's exactly, funny because exactly. it, it, typically here on Causeway Street, it gets much more heated closer to the final. So, you know what? If it's getting this heated and the playoffs hasn't even started yet, that means we're in for a pretty good uh, NBA playoff. So, that's what we're going to do on this episode of the Causeway Street <laughs> Podcast. We're going to break down both conferences. We're going to break down who's going to advance to the second round. And we're going to talk about why each team will make it past. And we're going to have to start off with the, of course, the Celtics and Bulls series. So, Zach, what's your initial impression of this series? What sort of stands out to you the most? Because I know there's so many uh, headlines going into this one. I mean, whether, you know what, I, I called it angles in our last episode. That's the best way to put it. There's so many angles on this. Whether we're talking about what Ray John Rondo still has left in terms of playoff basketball, what Jimmy Butler is going to do against the Celtics, what Dwayne Wade is going to do against the Celtics, because Dwayne Wade put together, in my opinion, one of the better postseasons we've seen out of Dwayne Wade last year. And, of course, this year is a little bit different because of uh, the whole injuries and and everything leading into this one. But what's your initial impression of this, and how good do you think uh, the Celtics will do against the the Chicago Bulls in this opening round? Oh, you're right. There's a ton of different storylines that we can really go into with this series. But to keep it simple and keep it short and sweet, when it comes down to it, this is one of those teams coming into the playoffs that I think the Celtics has a clear-cut advantage in terms of their talent and in terms of the way that their roster is laid out. So I think Brad Stevens and this team has a huge advantage over this, the Chicago Bulls team. Uh, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo are not who they were four or five years ago. Very, very different players than what they've been in years past. Jimmy Butler is still probably the best all-around player in the series, but Boston's talking about having one of the top five MVP candidates and Isaiah Thomas, the best big man in the series in Al Horford, and probably the best man on defender with uh, Avery Bradley as well. There's really no reason that Boston shouldn't be able to take, take this series. Honestly, I think they take it in six or less. So I feel pretty confident about this one. I, I love the way that this laid out for Boston. I think this is the perfect opponent for them going into the first round. So, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the big man. It seemed like right at the trade deadline, the Bulls gave up. They, they just ditched. Taj Gibson and um, was it McDermott? Uh, McDermott, 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 yeah, McDermott, yeah, McDermott. yeah for for Cameron Payne and, and nothing. So like, they, they do they even want to be in the playoffs? Like it seems like it seemed like something where okay, they traded their their best big man in Taj Gibson, and and now it's you know you're in the playoffs, Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo, now miraculously are not pains in the asses. Because the playoffs are coming around, I just don't think that this team has any type of character um, or or any real, you know, aspirations to actually be in the playoffs. They sort of just landed here because they because I think it was it was willed by Jimmy Butler. But you know, if if this team is going up against the Celtics, that this is this is the Celtics' year to capitalize on it. I just don't see. And Zach, I don't know if you feel the same way as me. I just don't see this team putting up any type of fight against the Celtics in this series. No, I, I don't think so either. I, I think Rondo is going to be an interesting one because obviously the return to Boston, this I think is the first time that we would have seen him in a playoff atmosphere. Mm. He was out West 
ever since he's left. So he is a player that I would expect to have a couple of decent games in this series. Butler's obviously going to be putting himself on you know on a pedestal to to show off what he has because I think he's trying to get his way out of, uh, out of Boston into Boston out of Chicago at this point. Uh, so he's going to be putting it out uh, to, to really make sure that everyone knows what it is that he can bring to the table. But Wade in a seven-game series, I just don't think he has it physically anymore. And then, like we said, in the front court, I mean, are we really afraid of Ramon Lopez? <laughs> the crappy Lopez brothers? <laughs> hey, gonna, hey. Like, I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. Best NBA fight of the before. year, Robin Lopez. I'll give him that. <laughs> right. Best NBA <laughs> fight of the year. What, what was the, um, that, that old uh, Simpsons character? Sideshow like. Bob, yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Watch out. Like, come on, man. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, well, let me, let me ask you this then, Zach. How big is the rebounding aspect in this series? Because let's face it, I mean, the last, what, four times these two teams, the, the season series between these two teams, I feel like the rebounding game has gone to Chicago's favor. And I think that's going to play a part in this game or the series, excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe Chicago is the best offensive rebounding team in the Eastern Conference this year. So that's right. definitely something to keep in mind. They're but also top 10 in defensive the efficiency day, too, so don't sleep on that. Exactly. So the, the thing, I mean, we're not talking about a team that's lacking in, in overall talent. I think they've got a few players. But like Sean said, I think one of the biggest, most damning things for Chicago coming into this series is quite honestly that with the talent that they have and probably – at least one Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, I should say, on that roster, we're looking at a team that just, you know, as soon as they go into the locker room, what happens to this team? Because it feels like they're literally all against Brett Hoiberg. They don't want to play for him. Mm. And I think there is a little bit of that uh, that feeling that as soon as things go downhill, that locker room becomes toxic. So my big, one of my biggest things with this series is can Boston go into games, get early leads, and put some adversity on the other side of the court and make Chicago really show what they're made of. Because I think if they can get up early, especially in Boston, get up on, on Chicago early, beat them, you know, get a nice solid cushion for a lead. And I think Chicago's just going to let them roll right over them. That's why I don't think this is going to be that good of a series. I gave a little bit of a, a benefit of the doubt to Chicago by saying just because of the talent that they have, that maybe they push it to six. But ultimately, this could very easily be a four-game sweep for Boston as well. All right, Cleveland and Indiana. Now, this is going to be a bit interesting because I feel like the Cavs, obviously, they haven't been in this kind of shape going into the postseason, so it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. I'm not picking the Pacers to actually beat them, but I feel like Indiana has a chance to win a couple of games here. Joel, what do you think about this? I mean, we know that Jeff Teague, I don't know the severity of his injury, but you know, if he's not 100%, that certainly plays a part. But let's not forget about the fact that Paul George is still on the Pacers, and let's not forget about the fact that they were going into the regular season one of the teams that we expected to be one of the top seeds in the Eastern Conference. That's not the case. They're in the seventh seed. But what are the chances that the Pacers can actually steal a couple of games here or potentially push the, the, the Cavs into like a six or seven game series? Well, if the Cavs, you know, turn the switch on like they're been known to do whenever they feel like, you know, beating someone, you know, I think the, the Pacers, they can, they can squeeze out a win, one win. <laughs> you giving them one? I'm giving them one. They're going to get one. They're going to get one. Get I one. think it's all based on Teague, too, right? Mm. I mean, playoff Teague? Yes and no. Yes and no, because Teague hasn't been Teague yeah, of old. Yeah, it's been well, strange, it, right? It's weird this because year. He, he has he has stretches when he does it. Like, I remember, I think it was I think uh, March or so, yeah. he had a stretch where he was looking like his old self, and then he went he reverted 
But don't forget uh, back to uh, his old self. Oh, well, his this year self in terms of just being sort of a streaky shooter and not much of a uh, producer like he used to be when he was with the, the Hawks. Don't forget uh, Lance Stevenson, you know, blowing into uh, hey, LeBron's ear. That's the best part that about this be, series. That could be that that's could, the, that, could, that, could, that could give him a game. I didn't even think about, about that. That's the best part about this series. <laughs> that could win. That could win him a quarter or two. I don't know. By the way, did you guys see Lance Stevenson? What did he do stupidly? Like dunk? Oh, when he pissed when, off all the players and yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they were they were. Yeah, but, yeah, but why were, was Toronto so mad about that? They were so why mad. are you Yo, so mad uh, about that? It was so mad because something personal. No, it's something personal with Tucker. Tucker. Because Tucker was the one that got the most Yo, pissed Tucker off. Tucker was of ready that. to give this dude the hands. He was yeah. getting ready to punch him in the face. Yeah. Zach, who do you think is going to win that series? Oh, I should say, in how many games do you think the Cavs are going to win that series? <laughs> that's <laughs> what I should say. Do you, do you really think I'm going to take the Pacers? <laughs> Greatest no, upset of all time, if that happened, if you ask me. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, no, it couldn't be that close. However, I will say this Indiana is one of the few teams in those bottom seats that I was very happy to skip out on as, as a Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, they have one of the more talented rosters of, of any of the teams that are seeds five through eight. And uh, to stay away from Miles Turner and Paul George, Jeff Teague, and, and, and that group of players who are actually really good players, uh, I think was a little bit of a dodging of a bullet for the Celtics. In terms of Cleveland taking them on, I'll say they take him out in five because I think LeBron is going to want to get through these series as quick as possible and mm. get to the finals as fast as he possibly can. So he's going to be motivated to mow down whoever's in front of him. So let's hope it happens that way because I think if that happens, that only helps Boston in the offseason with someone like Paul George who's going to be looking to make his exit from uh, Indiana, Indiana well, or Indianapolis, wherever it is. <laughs> the, the, the irony of this, of this uh, series is uh, Lance tried out for the Cavs and they passed. Yeah, he did. They're like, they we're good with him. you. And, and LeBron wanted him. Believe really? it or not. LeBron I thought wanted you were going to say the opposite. No, LeBron wanted him and they were like, no, we're going to pass. And now he's playing, he's, he's, <laughs> he's in Indiana and now they're about to have a, a, a first round matchup. And you know what's another ironic part of this, this series here? At the beginning of the season, we talked about these two teams being one and two. On yeah. paper, yeah. yeah, or at least top three or four. Yeah, yeah. I, think I was giving them four, yeah. the lowest. Well, I think a lot of people did pick Indiana over Boston. Yeah, we yeah. had we had Boston at the most part being a three seed. I had Maybe Boston at three, and I had Indiana at four. That was that was my that, you know when we were, yeah we were so it was like it was it was pretty much it was pretty much, it was pretty much throw, Cleveland throw Toronto Boston yeah throw uh, throw them in a Indiana. hat Toronto Indiana Boston and most people would pick Indiana and Toronto over Boston. Yeah, I mean. I, I think one thing too that we haven't mentioned yet is is um, the Cavs. The Cavs aren't firing on all cylinders right now. They've probably played some of their worst basketball over the last couple weeks of the season. Hmm. So I mean, yes, they have been able to in the past to turn a switch. And you know what? If they were able to go up against an opponent like the Bulls or like the Miami Heat, um, you know, if they snuck into the playoffs, they would be fine. But I mean, Paul George is—I don't know—is he the second best player in the in the series? Over Kyrie? I don't know. That's gonna, no, that, that could be a no, toss-up. He's the third. That's, he's a, the that's third. probably a toss-up. But, it could uh, be a toss-up. But, but in I'm my opinion, saying, it's the third because he—he's not playing the way he did last year. Or two for, years yeah, but, but for his, a two but versus seven year, seed, though, you yeah. normally don't have that type of discrepancy where it's a toss-up. Yeah. You know, but it's, but it's defensively, he's the better player over Kyrie. Yeah. If you if you want to agree, all right. Agreed. Yeah. When they're both on. 
Uh, when Kyrie's on. Yeah, when Kyrie's on, forget <laughs> it. When Kyrie's yeah, on, yeah. Kyrie's yeah. on yeah, the, yeah, the Cavs yeah, yeah, are going to yeah, win. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but true, 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 Paul true. George over the last month to get into has the playoffs has been on a tear. He's been a beast. He's been like, he's you know, been, he's, he's been, been the Paul George that we we knew that he was supposed to be. He's been the number one seed exactly. Paul George. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Zach, yeah. Bucks or Raptors? And I love this matchup for a lot of reasons, not only because this of the size be- up front, but because okay. of the entertainment factor. You got Giannis doing this thing, of course. You have the, uh, the you know, Serge Ibaka factor thrown in there you know the, the Raptors are certainly looking like a different team than they they did uh, uh one not, year ago how are you not going to mention DeMar DeRozan you're going to mention Serge Barco for DeMar DeRozan because obviously DeMar DeRozan <laughs> is DeMar DeRozan I'm just saying like <laughs> look, the fact that you have Ibaka up front it's, that helps them it think does, about it if Ibaka's not on this know, team I, get it, I, get it. I don't know man if you ask me honestly if Ibaka wasn't on this team I would say the Bucks have a chance but with well, the Baca being there, I still pick the Raptors. Well, really? I mean, Baca yeah. is that much of a difference maker for you? Up front, yes. I mean, they before, need him in this series. Uh, a month ago, right when um, what's his name? Wow, I'm not saying set in stone. Lowry, when Lowry, when Lowry was, they said he was going to be out for a few weeks, and then Abaka, you know, started playing like Abaka of old. Mm-hmm. That's that helped him grab the three seed. Yeah, but imagine if Lowry was healthy. You think? They'd be, they'd be challenging, I think, Cleveland for that second seed as well. You know what's funny yeah, about Lowry too is when I talk to people who I know like 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 really follow basketball. When I talk about the Raptors to them, I'm always scared of DeRozan, and they're like, "What about Lowry though? Like Lowry, if Lowry yeah, is you sleep on, on Lowry, man. I do I'm telling sleep you, on Lowry. Lowry's a beast. No, I, I sleep on Lowry because I feel like he's he's hit or miss. Like if he's on. He's one of those guys. Yeah, he's, like, when they're both, he's streaking. When, when, no, That's true. He's when streaking. they're both on, they're almost watch out. A, yeah. Oh, forget it. Yes. Yeah. But, Thank you. But Lowry has a tendency to not be on in the playoffs compared especially. to compared to uh, DeRozan. DeRozan. Especially in the playoffs, Joel. Remember? Yeah. We've no, seen, I know. We've seen Lowry go for like one right. for they had, 15 they had stretches. A, they had a chance to do something to, to push Cleveland, really yeah. push Cleveland last season. And Lowry couldn't get And Lowry kind of choked a little bit. Yo, this dude was taking shots at 1 a.m. trying to get his fucking swag back. And remember Zach, who you got in this one? Okay. Oh, my fault. My fault. Go ahead. Remember, remember earlier in, earlier in the playoffs too, they were having trouble with Miami. They were yeah. having trouble. Well, a lot of that had to do with Lowry. Yeah. Let's ask Paul Pierce about how he yeah, how yeah. he deals with Toronto. <laughs> they baby. were so happy when Paul Pierce went out west. <laughs> they were done with him. Oh, Paulie boy, how you feel? Yo, no, Paul but that's just, you know what you just, know what just though? ruining the Raptors' lives for that, three years straight. That was one of the reasons why I wanted Paul to come back to the yeah, Celtics, right? Just in case we got the Raptors. Being the, being the Atlantic Division, I think they would he, he would have yeah. the Celtics win at least two games yeah. in that series. But, Zach, uh, Zach, yeah, who you got in the series? I'll tell you what, I love this series. Out of any series in the Eastern Conference, this is the one that I would have my eye on if I was just a casual Oh, you smell an upset? You smell an upset? I'm not going to go upset, but I am going to say this. This is a series that we get to see what Giannis Antetokounmpo is really made out of. And if he can push this one the way that I think he can, because he is so talented, we're talking about a seven-game series here where he could really announce himself as one of those real big stars in the NBA. Uh, not just a numbers guy that you see throughout the regular season. So watch for him to really take this series over. But I think Toronto's just a little bit too deep. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they pull it out in a, in a really exciting game seven. I, I like the series a lot, though. It's going to be yeah. fun to watch. But it's the Raptors, though. It could go seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know not... what I mean? The Raptors sometimes take, need a few games to figure it out. Exactly. Jason yeah. Terry goes off for 26. There you go. <laughs> Yo, I'm, all I'm saying. All Michael I'm saying, Beasley <laughs> starts doing the jet. Thon Maker. I mean, yo, it was a, maker beast was like a beast in that game. I know, I know, it was a borderline exhibition game. What's the rookie but name? Thon Brogdon. 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 Brogdon too. Yo. Brogdon. A, no, he, he no, he the Bucks. The Bucks do not have another 
good player, maybe Middleton. I mean, other the Bucks than, have nothing to lose, though, at the end of the day. That's, that's what I'm saying. saying. That's a but dangerous, they, that's a dangerous but, combo with young dudes. And they go deep. Like, they can go yeah. deep. And then you got like, the biggest douchebag of a coach ever in Jason Kidd who just doesn't give a fuck. Like, you forget about Beasley. <laughs> you forget about Beasley, too. Beasley's one of those guys that can come yeah. over and take over that's a quarter. Yeah, that dude had the most neutral face but, after yeah. the game. Jason, can Jason go, Kidd was just Jason, like, yeah, I guess we lost. Jason will go to, Jason will go to Michael <laughs> like, Beasley and he'll go. the score? Yeah, Jason Jason Kidd will go to Michael Beasley and he'll be like, you know what? Where's the weed? Take out, take out Lowry. <laughs> no, that, that'll be after the game. Take out Lowry for me and he'll do it. Yeah. That's what, that's what Jason Kidd doesn't give a shit. Oh, and um, Zach. Um, yes. You can buy a ticket to the Giannis Antetokounmpo bandwagon right through me. <laughs> Thank you because you you would have used the top five, top five, top five. The Seeky gap. gap. Use the Seeky back gap to buy that ticket to the Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, because use the call word Causeway if we I'm get that discount. I'm pretty sure you were the guy that was giving me a lot of bull crap about putting him in my top ten. <laughs> a lot. Of crap. I yeah, look. I this know. is where he has a chance to to to, to yeah, uh, this is, justify this is a chance that. To justify yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I know right. bullcrap is not even vocab, so I'm surprised you. You know even what? Said that. You know what? You know what's You know what's very strange? I've been saying bullcrap a lot lately. Like it's and, part of and people thing. have been calling me out on it, so they're like, "No one says bullcrap anymore." People like, say bull, or they say bullshit. They don't yeah. say. They don't say. I was crap. like bullcrap. I know bullcrap is. I think my new I like. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard bullcrap since I was like six. That's very funny because somebody the other day goes, "Did you just say bullcrap?" And I was like. I don't know, did I? And he was like, I haven't heard that shit since I was like four, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This is bull crap. All right, Wizards and Hawks. Zach, who do you got? Uh, this is another. This is a good, well matched up series. But I, I, I think the Wizards take care of this one fairly easily. They, they've got the firepower with John Wall and Bradley Beal. So I'm they better. saying, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying Washington takes this one. Maybe we'll say it goes six, but uh, ultimately they they got the firepower. They should be able to take care of it. I don't know, man. The Hawks, though, they 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 love to create. They love, excuse me, they love throwing like a wrench in people's plans. It, it's funny because since the All Star you know? break, they're like technically one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Yeah, and I and I and I technically, you know, we, we, we mentioned that Celtics are gonna you know advance to the second round, but I don't want the Celtics to see the Hawks. I don't mind the Wizards. I mind the Hawks. Something about the Hawks. <laughs> They, really? Yeah, it's it's their coach. They they I feel like they know how to play against the Celtics. They just match up well against the Celtics, and that's not a good thing at you know for the most part when it comes to the seas. I think that um, I'm not too scared of the Hawks actually. I think in the regular season I am, but like Tim Hardaway Jr., what is he gonna do? Like he was their big guy down the stretch it's there. It's more Schroeder and Millsap is. What no, I know. Yeah, yeah I they're, they're the big players, but like the reason why they were so successful down the stretch is because Hardaway Jr. just decided to play like. You know, he's like a he's like an all star. Well, well, for pretty, 10 much, games, pretty much, pretty you much. Know? Since they traded away, which I don't, I still don't understand that trade, but they traded away. Uh, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, the three point shooter. Oh, Corver. Corver. Ever since they traded Corver oh, yeah. away, could you Tim Hardaway's been getting Corver? mad burned. Yeah, he gets, he gets yeah. a lot more open looks. Yeah, like he's gonna be a free agent, so he's trying to he's trying to win that contract with somebody. Let me tell you why I'm not scared of the Hawks. Dwight Howard. That's why I'm not scared of the well, Hawks. I, that's why I didn't bring him up. I was, yeah, I was that's why I'm not Millsap. scared of the Hawks. Well, more about Millsap and Schroeder. So you're telling me Gortat's going to take care of that matchup? Marcy! The nah, Polish man. hammer? Nah, man. It's going to be uh, Morris. Markeith. Oh, yo, Markeith. Yo, oh, that dude's kind that of That dude's beast, scary. No, yeah. I no, would. No, I don't, I'm, I'm not talking about scary. Like, no, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Like, he's just yeah, a scary dude. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> One scary person. Dude. You mean like cosmetically? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's a scary dude. <laughs> I thought you meant the other way. I thought like, you meant you like, know, I feel he, like he can, he can really the, go of, off when you're feeling it. Yeah, out of the brothers, NBA, he's the one I don't want to fuck with. And in the NBA, you're in a dark alley. <laughs> Who's the last person you want to see? Markeith. Markeith Morris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Still, well, he's not in the NBA anymore, but I was going to say still Kendrick Perkins. 
Oh, hey, oh per- yeah, Perk obviously owns. This is <laughs> no, a but we Perkins know Perk. Trophy. We know Perk. <laughs> so we're gonna we no, gotta this, deal with this Perk. This is the Kendrick Perk. You're, you're gonna pull out your Celtics uniform. Like, nah, man, I'm, I'm all I'm all Celtic. Nah, bro. nah, nah. We'll just we just say, yo, thank you for all wait. That's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, say, say. It makes it like we know him. Like he's gonna be like, ah, oh, Joel. <laughs> no, oh, what's up, Joel? What's going on, I, man? No, but I feel like no, but I feel like <laughs> we know how to deal with him versus Marquise. But you know, Perk won that award. Eight years in a row. All I got to do is throw a basketball <laughs> at him, and then he won't catch it. So then we run. Yeah. <laughs> pass, give him a bounce pass. Give him a bounce pass to Perk, and then he'll be like, what? And he'll then you be just struggling. run take off. Yeah. But no. All um, right. Before Hold on. Hold on. Real quick. Before we get into the Western Conference, I, I just have to remind everyone, like, if you want to catch some of this playoff basketball, which I'm sure you do if you're a diehard Celtics fan, the best way to do it is through the SeatGeek app. And the best way to do it is through your phone. If you download the SeatGeek app, and you enter the promo code Causeway, you can get yourself a $20 rebate right now. Download the app, head to the settings tab, and enter the keyword Causeway. That way you get a $20 rebate, you can save money on those expensive playoff tickets, and you know what? They have the best deals around. There's no other outlet where you can get these type of deals and save money and then get a $20 rebate on top of those savings. Do not waste any time right now. Download the Seeky Gap on your phone. Enter the keyword Causeway. All you got to do is go to the settings tab and uh, click enter a promo code. And that is Causeway to get yourself a $20 rebate right now. SeatGeek is the best way to go. Get yourself some playoff tickets and check out the Celtics throughout this opening round against the Chicago Bulls. So let's swing it over to the Western Conference. We have West West. a few interesting matchups. One, this is the first matchup I want to bring up because there's actually some people who think that this could be the upset of the first round. Clippers. I thought that for a second. Yep, Joel said it. But then again, I said, you know what? I don't I don't know if Utah has it in them, but at the same time, it no, wouldn't whoa, shock me. Whoa, whoa, Utah whoa, Jazz, whoa. LA Clippers. What do you mean, whoa? Defensively, these guys they're have, one of the best teams in no, the league. No, 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 yeah, no, no, but no, these no. guys have the playoff I'm mileage not, on them. I'm not. You're not um, buying into this upset? That's not an upset. If Utah beats the Clippers, that's not yeah, an yeah, upset. That's true. You know why? Because historically, the fifth seed has been the fourth seed yeah, more. But it's right. four on paper, five seed. Yeah, but on paper, no. On paper, though, if you're the Los Angeles Clippers, you're you're supposed to win this game. Oh, this series. I mean, just me. just because just because they got Doc, they got they got Chris Paul, they got Blake, they got DeAndre. Yeah, playoff battles. Hey, hey guys, hey guys, they got Paul Pierce. That's all you need to talk about here. The truth. Yeah, the fifteenth. Best scorer in NBA history right now, okay? And yeah, I'll be damned if I see Paul Pierce get knocked out in the first round. I will be yeah. damned. You know what? I don't care what Doc says. Yeah. Fucking break it up. Break up the whole big three. If they lose in the first Careful, round. Careful, man. You're going to break up that mic. I'm going to break it. Just, just relax there. Bundled himself with the mic. <laughs> and I thought I was a little emotional when it came to, like, you know, Paul Pierce and Doc Rivers. I'll be damned if I see Paul Pierce get knocked out in the first round of his last NBA season. I'll tell you. You know what? Regardless of what happens in this playoffs, they have to break up this team. Uh, but if I had to make a prediction, I don't otherwise. think it'll be in the first round. Zach, am I the only one? Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you think it's going to be an upset? <laughs> it's not an upset. If, yeah, anyone, I, if there's I, a consensus, it's not an upset. All right. Well, Zach, you know what? Your boy, Gordon Hayward, if he drops, if he's averaging 30 points in the series, I don't want to hear you talking about not wanting to see him in a Celtics uniform. Because you were talking that, you were talking that smack about a month ago. Slay. You were but, so but, against that. But that also helps. Blake Griffin to make an, an easier decision to make his way east, yeah. and that's what Zach would want, right? Wait, wait, exactly. are we really are we really taking no, Blake Griffin even. over Gordon Hayward? No, I'm just I'm just according I'm just mentioning we're just talking Zach, about we're just talking about free Zach, agents. What he wants? We're just talking about free agents. That's all we're talking about. Is his name Gordon or Gordon? <laughs> I think it's Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Gerichek. <laughs> all right, Zach, explain to me why Utah pulls up this upset. How they pull up this? They've upset. got depth. They've got depth. They've got it is an upset, Sean. Sorry, go ahead. 
it is and it is. I, what, what's like the, the uh, <laughs> win differential between the two of them? It's like the nine seed beating the eight seed in the first round of March Madness. It's not an upset. Yeah, it's, you it's a coin flip. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, yeah, I just I I look at the Jazz. I, I honestly think they're better at five positions than than what the Clippers are. Do the Clippers Whoa. have the three best players in the series? Possibly. Uh, I don't think Chris Paul's as good as he's been in, in years past. I don't think DeAndre Jordan is good enough on the offensive end of the floor to really be a legitimate uh, top three player on, on a contending team. And I think, honestly, Blake Griffin's eyes are wandering. I don't think he wants to be a Clipper anymore. I think he wants to find himself a new home that appreciates him a little bit more with Doc Rivers, who I think has, behind closed doors, kind of given it to him and, and really hasn't been uh, hasn't all that supported all that supportive of him growing into the star that he very well is at this point. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just think Utah is, is taking on a wounded team in, in L.A. And, honestly, I, I haven't seen a team – or I haven't seen the Clippers team in, in probably two years really make me feel like that they had a shot at, at doing anything special. So, I think Utah's got it this time. They, they told the uh, quote-unquote upset here. Yeah, 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 that was their best run two years ago. And here's the thing, too, is you When they lost – their three to one lead to Houston. Yeah, unfortunately, mm. it was. You can so talk. Sad. You can talk about Gordon Haywood and how how great of a year he's had. But um, Rudy Gobert is probably going to be the first All yeah. NBA team center this year. He's going to get first yeah. team honors this year because he's been a stud. He's th- this team has been able to just shut down everybody defensively, everybody. And yes, they have a slow pace of play. But they've been able to shut down everybody because of Rudy Gobert. Yeah, but who's going off on the other side though? That's but my I, thing. But I'm. We talk about. But, but who's, the, who's there? Isaiah no, Thomas. No, it doesn't who's matter. There, Isaiah it, Thomas. No, because that's that's Utah's thing. Is Utah is able to slow the game down to a snail's pace cohesively? Co- yep, and they, and they're so able. So they're to, the Celtics of the Western Conference. They are able uh, to. No, they're they're better than the Celtics at controlling the pace of play. They can dominate the pace of play, and that's I, why, you know that's what? Why those, those were huge wins. Yeah. At the time, right? Because they were at the time ranked the number one NBA defensive team. Yeah, the that the Jazz. You got. Um, don't laugh at me when I say this, but you, you know Boris Diaw, who's got championship experience. I thought you were gonna say George Hill. I was gonna say him <laughs> next. George <laughs> Hill, who's been deep defender. into he's been defender. deep into the playoffs. Don't forget about Angles. Don't sleep on my boy Angles. I was gonna say I was gonna say my boy Camel Joe, Joe kidding. Johnson. I hate Angles, man. <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe Johnson. <laughs> so is his nickname no, Camel Joe? I like to call him Camel Joe. I like Camel he's, Joe. He's cool. He's cool and collected no matter <laughs> like, what the situation is. I like that. I and he can come up that. with a big shot at any moment too. Still, so. They got a good group of veteran and young guys, uh, Utah Jazz. So. All right, so it's not an upset if Utah wins. No, I didn't say that, but I'm just saying that it's going to be a good series. All right, well, if you don't think that's an upset, I let me ask you this. Oklahoma City versus the Houston Rockets. You don't want to hear what I have to say. That's, oh, wait, that's wait, my wait. CTV. I thought we were talking about. I thought we were talking about the other one. Oh, this this series? Yeah. This, this shit, series? This shit right here? This shit right here? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> if I'm the Thunder to... advance, do not be surprised. I'm, going I'm to telling watch you right every now. every single game. I don't believe in the Rockets. All right? I don't think. I second you on that. I don't think they have the type of offense to sustain boom, boom. the type of success boom, that you down, need in the playoffs. Down, down, Zach, down, down, are you on the same page? Down, or are you down, on the other down, side? Down, 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 down. I'm all amped up. Right? <laughs> this guy's singing Kendrick over here. <laughs> Be humble. Uh, I I actually, you know what? For as much as I was not on the same page in the last series, I am on the same page on this one. Really? I think uh, Oklahoma City, I think they've got the experience in the playoffs, and I think they have the player that you need to win this series. And that's Russell Westbrook. James Harden and, and the uh, Houston Rockets, good team, nice team, fun to watch. 
But what have we seen over the last, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years with Mike D'Antoni teams, as soon as the playoffs roll around, mm. they fold up. The game gets more physical, it gets more defensive, and they're not scoring as, as well as they do in the regular season. I think the stats are all leading to Oklahoma City having a nice series here, and I think they're the ones that are eligible going to be able to pull it out. Russell Westbrook, man, unbelievable season. I, I want to deny for so long throughout the course of this year because he was so good, and I usually hate the best player in the NBA. And, uh, yeah, this was just a year that I couldn't even deny it. He, he was unbelievable. And I think he's just going to bring that right into the regular season. So this, this give is the, me OKC. This is the most entertaining series in the in the entire playoffs, in my opinion. 100%. Entire first round. 100%. This, this series is going yeah. to be seven games, in my nah, opinion. Man. And it's a coin flip to who wins it. Nah, man. Damon Lennon said he's going to knock out the Warriors in six. What are you talking about? Dollar Dame said that? Yeah, Dollar Dame said that. <laughs> By yeah. the way, by the way, the Rockets. He wrapped that into a song? No, no, he said that. You like, sure that wasn't a punchline? No, he said that with a straight face. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he was, he yeah. was dropping dimes. He was dropping was dimes. Was Evan turning in the back? Ringing. Yeah, he was <laughs> throwing like, up his hand. He like, was yeah. like, yeah, when he said it. He's like, and I'm going to drop seven. Yeah. But, no, but I'm going to drop seven of those 50 points between the two of us. <laughs> so back to this Houston series. If those threes ain't falling for Houston, it's going to be a long series. Actually, it's going to be a short series for Houston. It's a huge if, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, teams like that don't, yeah. unless you're the Warriors, that's the yeah. only team I can think of that's they able don't, to pull that off. They don't, yeah, they want to score as quickly as possible and those shots ain't falling. Last time I checked, they don't have Splash Brothers. They have uh, James Harden. They don't got get a, me wrong. They got, a, they got a bearded fella. Don't get me wrong. He's a great scorer, but he, they're not, they're, there's no Splash Brothers there. They're, they're, there's can no I just say something? top-notch shooters other than James Harden. I'm a big Russell, I'm the biggest Russell Westbrook supporter you'll probably meet. Really? Um, I, I think his mom might have something to say about that. Probably. His mom <laughs> beats me, but second biggest, right? Um, Maybe his wife who might be in there, too. I just I, – I, so this is my thing. It, Kevin Durant's mom, probably. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not convinced that – The real MVP. That the Thunder really have enough to win this series because Russell Westbrook is obviously the MVP over, um, over James Harden. Hands down, not even a problem. Like, that's obvious. My only thing is, though, is that the Rockets have two players on their team that are going to be up for the six-man-of-the-year war between Eric Gordon and Lou Williams, right? Mm. Mm, probably Eric more than Lou. Well, I'm just saying Lou's, Lou's in a conversation. I mean, Lou, Lou started a lot for the Lakers, so yeah, maybe. He's always in a conversation, right? Mm. Whatever. They're both six, men, of, they're both six yeah. men off the bench right now. So they go deep on the guards, right? So, like— Ariza when he feels like playing, yeah. Ar- yeah, Ariza as well. And, and you know what? There is just not enough talent on, and you know, you know what they say, like talent wins. So if it was the Thunder versus maybe, you know, if they went against the Clippers, maybe I'd take, maybe I'd take the Thunder. But when you're, you know, pretty much getting your biggest advantage is Russell Westbrook, right? But they get to counter with James Harden, that knocks out your biggest advantage to be just. A little bit. But you, then see this, you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Though. Perimeter wise, okay. But what They're about deeper? What, but what about up front though? Up front, other than other than Gibson, I love myself some Stephen Adams. I, mean, I love myself some playoff <laughs> Stephen Adams. No, really? playoff Stephen Adams okay, is different got, okay. than regular season Stephen. Okay, Adams. I'm sorry. What, I'm, what I meant what I meant to say with the Rockets, other than Acapella, <laughs> you just call him Acapella. <laughs> I like to call him Acapella. Here's his name. I'm gonna call him Acapella. Other than Acapella, <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 uh, tell, and the name. Alto Soprano. Yeah. For the longest time. <laughs> Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Okay. 
Other than acapella and fucking uh, and the name, who else? Who else? You know what I mean? You got. Oh, I know. They're I deeper. Know. I think the the the. Well, they got that. The thunder got, are deeper up front. They got that underhanded free throw shooter who will be. There key, you go. <laughs> who will be key down the stretch? But I don't know. I think I think it's going seven in the series. I agree, but I just I I got to give the edge to the Rockets just because just because they're the home court and they're home court and they're deeper. Me and Sway can attest that our home court advantage is not that great because that's that that stadium does not get full. What about the the chicken finger uh, dinner cup though that you were talking about when you came back here though? That was a media thing. Oh, it was a media yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the I, fan, mean, I, don't, have, I don't think the fans enjoy that. They have that section where uh, what are they called again? They're like the I forget what they're called. The, the, uh, but but there's like seven these guys. The they, big they, nugget buggers. They uh <laughs> they got drums and they make all kinds of noise and people kind of just take pictures of them. But oh, it's the not so like, like the rest of the uh, the rest of the crowd doesn't engage the way that those guys do. But, but at least they have those guys to get the, everyone hyped up and get the drums going. And one more point about the series. Get people jacked up. One more point about the series. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> I sometimes just have to pause. No, no, go ahead. Fuck it, whatever, forget it. All right, Spurs and <laughs> Spurs and Grizzlies. All right, Spurs and Grizzlies. Who you got? Is it even close? I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think. If the Spurs wanted to nah. take anybody else, no. If the Spurs, if the Spurs no, had to Memphis pick an opponent, Memphis ship has sailed, man. I really, no. I, was I believed in no. Memphis. I believed in them. If Memphis, if Memphis anymore, was one hundred percent, I'd give them a little more credit. But Are they, they got no parts. No, they got no parts. Tony Allen is out. If you know, right now he's indefinitely oh, out. They don't know really? how long he's going to be out for. But it, he's got it, a strain cast. Gasol, Gasol Zebo, is still. Gasol and Zebo still there. And you Conley. Know, and Conley. Those are your three, right now. That you're gonna. They're gonna rely Jeff on Green? them heavy. No, Jeff, Jeff Green, Green in, left like two years ago. ago. There's another Green. Joking. There's another Green there. I don't forget his. Oh, name. Jay Michael. I like Jay Michael Green. Yeah. But Jay Michael Green almost came to the Celtics at the trade deadline. But they then then. They decided the Memphis Memphis, didn't Memphis, want to Memphis is like we we we're done dealing with Boston. Yeah, yeah. Zach, who you got? Uh, I think the Spurs take care of this one pretty easily. I mean, you got Kawhi Leonard who's just behind that upper echelon of MVPs out there. Who's a beast? Lamarcus Aldridge still a, a very solid player, and I think they're going to be able to find him more minutes than they were giving him during the regular season. So he should be equally as effective, uh, if not more effective, than he was throughout the regular season. And then uh, you get the old guy Tony Parker kind of running the show from the from the point position. So. Uh, I like San Antonio. I think they should be able to take care of this one pretty easily. I'll say Memphis scraps out maybe a win or two here, but uh, ultimately I think San Antonio puts this one to bed before uh, before Game Six. The Spurs are old. The Spurs are washed up. The Spurs will mm. go to six with Memphis. You bite your tongue, washed up. No, you're talking like that. No, the Spurs are going to go to six. No, they still have a top five player in their team though. So yes, they're going to go to six though. All no, right. I, the last Memphis but not least, will push them to six. I think that's a, that's a that's a real thing. Six. Six. Nah, maybe. Memphis is never an easy maybe. out in the first round. You know that. Yeah, that's true. That's good you point. know that. That's true. You know that. Grit and grind Memphis. That's it. You go into Memphis, you just don't come back. You got to be careful in Memphis, man. Those Grizzlies will pop out of nowhere. <laughs> no, they won't. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, last but not least, the Portland Trailblazers against I meant, in Memphis. I meant actual Grizzlies. <laughs> Rocking right the shoes under my feet. I was waiting for you to say that. All right, last Rocking but not least. That's all good. <laughs> all right, last but not least, Portland Trailblazers against the Golden State Warriors. I, I really, just told you I, how the series is going to go. I really like Portland. this Portland Trailblazers team going into the series. Portland. And Dollar Dame Portland. is calling an upset. Zach, you calling him bluff? Or what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you saying about that? I think this one's going to be a lot 
closer than people would uh, would think going into come it. On. I think just because you hate Steph Curry, that's what. Don't get. I think Portland actually eye. pushes this one to Game Five. Yeah, they win one. <laughs> It'd be real close. Oh, that's a, oh, a nail-biter. Zach <laughs> with the sarcasm. I thought he was so dead so, so, so Dame drops 62. Uh, Evan Turner drops 7. Drop and dime, drop and dime. <laughs> and McCullum drops 30. Drop and dime, so drop and th- dime. That's the formula to beat the Warriors for them. Um, All I got to say, Zach, is you're forgetting about Myers Leonard, okay? That's a, key, oh that's a game yeah, yeah, changer. Yeah. All right, buddy? Is, um, is, is Nurkic playing in this one? Um, oh, no. it's still, it's still <laughs> not. Uh, hold on, hold on. It's still, it's still not. Uh, hasn't been, it hasn't been released yet. Uh, if he's, he'll be back, even though he broke his, broke his leg two weeks ago. But they're saying he should be back in the series at some point. All I want is so Nurkic to he could play. Give, he could give Javale McGee some issues all <laughs> down low. All I want is Nurkic to play. <laughs> So he can go off well, in the, in the post-game game. interviews. <laughs> and we have a listen to a Nurkic post-game. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, just no, no, for real. All right, this is. let me for give real. you a backstory. Because the last, the last time I watched a, a, a Portland Trailblazer game with, with Sean, and he did a post-game interview, and I don't remember what the first question was, but he literally, like, he just didn't make any sense after he answered the question. But that's why Sean's laughing so hard. Like, it, <laughs> like he, English is obviously his second language, right? And it's funny because the NBA TV guys were, like, <laughs> they were, like, making fun of him. English is obviously his second language, <laughs> but he wasn't listening to the question. Yeah, yeah. And then you could just see in his eyes, like, when she was about to stop talking, he, like, realized, like... <gasps> Oh, fuck, I got to answer this question. He goes like, <laughs> Oh, look, I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to play. We're very good game today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Blow up Portland. <laughs> Something to that effect. And then afterwards, Karan Butler's in the, uh, the no, NBA yeah, TV Karan studio. He like, just goes, well, I don't know what he just said, but um, he, he played a really good game. <laughs> like instead of, <laughs> instead of playing just it, skip off, it over, just right, skip it over, right? Yeah, it's just play it off and don't even. But of course, Karan Butler just like calls him out, so then everyone uh, in the studio starts laughing. But how many times anyways, did you rewind that shit? Yeah, well, it's funny because we were watching it with Tim. Tim goes like, "Yo, did you got did you guys hear anything he just said?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he sounded a little off," but then he rewind, <laughs> he put it back, and it was like, <laughs> we didn't pick up one single word. This is the best. But you know what? I, uh, you know what? I, because of last year, I thought this Portland team would be like a six or seven seed. So I'm almost like upset at the what? fact that they no. have to face the Warriors in the first round. No. What do you mean? What they look what they did last year, and you would expect them to build on that, and they they well, sort of went backwards. They this signed year. Evan Turner, so that should have been, you know, you think they kicking themselves about sh- that? I think they, sh- they are. They should that that should have been like the solution to all their issues. No, they're kicking themselves about you that. You know who's the problem on that team? McCollum, they have a good two. They have a good guard there, but they need to trade McCollum for like a a power forward. You know who McCollum? You're just mad because he let you, you know down who, during your fantasy. You know who McCollum would fit really well on the Clippers. Blake Griffin for McCollum. How about that? That's a terrible deal. <laughs> Why? Blake Griffin's gonna be a free agent too. Yeah, so. that too. Yeah, but he has an option, right? Uh, yes, he's got player option. He's not gonna exercise it though. Hmm. Yeah, he's trying to get paid. I'm just saying. It's I think. Left it. I think I think I think Chris Paul and McCollum work a lot better than Dame Lil and McCollum. But that, that you can't have two shooters in the backcourt, two guys that need the ball in the backcourt. McCollum and Lillard, McCollum and Lillard aren't meant to last. They had a they had you know magic in a bottle there for the year where McCollum came out and they had the crazy backcourt. But you can't, you just can't have that much all of your talent stacked in guys that are under six three, six four in the NBA. You just can't do it. Just can't happen. All right. Well, those are all the uh, first round matchups. 
NBA playoffs. I'm telling you, it's going to be oh, interesting. Oh, Blazers one. are going to beat the Warriors. I can't wait. Blazers are going to beat the Warriors. I can't wait to see how this all plays out. But that's that. those are our matchups. Those are our previews. But before we get up out of here, we cannot leave you before we get into In Case You Missed It. <laughs> we got an In Case You Missed It plan, man? Yeah, motherfucker. Joel, what do we miss? In Case You Missed It. Our first In Case You Missed It going into the postseason. In Case You Missed It. Isaiah Thomas was asked um, if he considered himself an MVP candidate. Obviously, he said yes. So then he decided to rank. They asked him to rank, you know, MVP uh, candidates. Isaiah, why'd you answer that? But surprisingly enough, he didn't rank himself as number one or number two. He ranked himself as number three. Yeah. There you go. I agree, Isaiah. Number four was the Claw, Kawhi Leonard. Claw coming at you. And number five, Bron Bron. He put Bron Bron at number five. What about Giannis? No, he didn't say anything about Giannis. He just said it was <laughs> five. Five players. <laughs> top five, top five. Top, top five, top five, top five. So he put himself in there. That's fucked up. Unless you want him to bump himself out and put Giannis in there. No, I'd bump LeBron. Okay. <laughs> what else we miss? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, in case you, in case you missed it, <laughs> why did you apologize? Yeah, just, <laughs> just apologizing for this nice little chuckle, man. In case you, can't you missed laugh it, on the show, man. Um, Sorry, the Celtics, based on point differential during the season, they averaged two point seven points in terms of either lo- winning or losing their games. Mm, that sounds accurate. Yeah, are ranked the worst first seed since the nineteen seventy nine. Supersonics from Seattle. Oh, that was a good team. They were a good team. You know why? Because they won the NBA Finals. Dennis, Dennis Johnson. Won the championship. Dennis, Dennis, Johnson, the championship. Right? Dennis Johnson, DJ, right before he came to the Seas. Um, it was rookie of the year that year, I think. I don't know about all that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know about all that. No, I'm serious. I'm being serious. I'm not, uh, not trying to be a dick. I'm just, I, I really don't know. That was a dick thing to say. But I didn't, Sean, <laughs> Sean looks so mad right now. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't Delve further into that. Would you? Would you fucking live that, Sean? You you were there for that. You saw that. You saw the ceremony. The last. The last team. I love DJ. He's my favorite player in the '86 Celtics. <laughs> the last team <laughs> to be ranked number one in the East and win 53 games. Who? <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'll let you finish. No, I'm just gonna say, who has a favorite player in the '86 Celtics? You watch that team. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> when you look back on the '80 Celtics. Dennis Johnson was my favorite player. Like, if I was growing up during that yeah, but time But what do you period, base that on? Research? Highlights. <laughs> and, if, and, and if that's the case, why wouldn't you pick Larry Bird? Like, why would you pick him? The fuck is wrong with you? I like Dennis Johnson, man. Why can't I like Dennis Johnson? I don't see why this is a problem. <laughs> that's like an eight-year-old saying, like, oh, my favorite player was James Posey in that 08 Celtics team. That's my favorite. <laughs> like, Motherfucker, you weren't even alive when that happened. He's like, but you know that defense, though. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, what you know about James Posey? I'm like, I uh, fucking watched it. What are you talking about? No, no. Dennis Johnson <laughs> was a shit. starter. No, that's why. That, if I was like Greg Kite's my favorite 86 Celtic, then you could be like, shut the fuck up. But I like Dennis Johnson. That's, that's where you draw the line. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right, great. Go ahead, Joel. <laughs> Jesus, man. I don't know why that was a big deal. The last. It was uh, a fucking rookie of the year, I think. You didn't watch the fucking game. All right, whatever. Go Somebody ahead. Google that shit. <laughs> the last Eastern Conference team to finish with 53 wins as the first seed was the Detroit Pistons in 2003. They made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, but didn't advance. So <laughs> there's that. In case you missed it, Russell Westbrook, only because we haven't talked about him, you know, because we've been on hiatus for a, a little while. Russell Westbrook, obviously, he. Uh, Finished the season averaging a triple-double. First time since 
Oscar Robinson That's over right. 50 years ago. Yep. Oscar Robinson was present at the uh, the last home game for the Thunder, presented uh, Westbrook with a special recognition award. He uh, he vouched. That's the word I was looking for. He vouched for Westbrook as being the MVP of the season. Hmm. Mr. Big O. My question to you guys is, will there, will, can he do this again? Or can anybody average a, a triple-double? Um, if you give him the same team that he has, or at least something close to it, I think it's possible. Um, whether that's a good thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, we talked about them potentially pulling an upset, which would be impressive, which would be fun to watch. But at the end of the day, can this team go to the Western Conference Finals? No, I don't I don't think they're that talented. But at the same time, it's obviously impressive what he's doing and what he did this year, and I think he could do it again. But at the same time, I feel like Westbrook is the type of guy that, believe it or not, I think he wants to make that leap into Western Conference Finals slash you know, threatening to get into the NBA Finals. I, I think that means a lot to him after the way things went down last summer with Kevin Durant. And I think that's sort of his goal to to bring. I mean, that's the reason why he agreed to that extension at the end of the day, right? I mean, he wants to be Mr. Oklahoma City, and he wants to be the guy to carry the torch and do it on his own, which I respect that, you know? In today's NBA, you don't see that all the time. I respect the hell out of that. And I think that that's, at the end of the day, that's his end goal. I don't think he's the type of player and maybe, you know, Zach, I'd love to hear your opinion on this because, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people may think that he cares so much about being Mr. Triple Double. I think at the end of the day, he's doing it because he knows that he has the roster to do so. But I think moving forward, he wouldn't prefer this type of season to repeat itself. But yeah, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. I think they're going to be looking to fill in some of the uh, weaker spots of that roster once they get into the offseason. They have to, yeah. Um, so like, I think some of those stats are going to be a little bit more difficult to get to, such as rebounds. Uh, they're probably going to try to get a little bit stronger up front, and uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they try to get the ball out of his hands a little bit more uh, in terms of being a passer as a point guard and maybe try to see if they can find someone who can and shift into that off guard a little bit more often. Um, that combined with the thought that I think this year is going to end up taking quite a toll on him physically. Yeah. And I think they're going to have to start to think about, uh, kind of pulling back a little bit in terms of his playing time and being a little smarter with how they use Russell Westbrook. Obviously he's a superstar, obviously an MVP candidate year in and year out, hopefully for the next, you know, five or six years. But, uh, at some point you have to realize that you can't just throw him out there for, you know, 40-something minutes a night and, and hope he can go out and put these types of crazy stats up there because you're going to need him to last 82 plus whatever you want to do in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I sort of disagree with the last half of that because I do think that I do think they're going to build around him. But I think Russell Westbrook is in his prime right now. He's just entering his prime. And he's in total fuck you mode to everybody right now. Yeah, and, because of what happened with but Kevin all of Durant, this, but all of this is still running off adrenaline. He's still running off adrenaline. It's not. It's not going off any anything that you know is going to tire him out. I just feel like if he's averaging a triple double, that team is not going to the finals. That oh, one hundred percent. No, I get that. I'm just saying. Oh, I thought you were saying you disagree with that. No, I think that he next year he will see a drop off because they're going to get better as a team. But right. I don't. I don't think it's because Russell Westbrook's uh, tired. Also. Sorry, guys. Dennis Johnson won Finals MVP in 1979. Sean, you didn't watch any of those games. What you don't think? That is my point. What you don't think I was alive? What okay. you don't think I was okay. alive? Okay. In the scenario I said about this, uh, about this hypothetical eight-year-old, whether he says Kevin Garnett or Paul Pierce is relevant. The point is that he didn't watch any of that. 
You know what? I'm going to look at him in the face and say, like, you didn't even live that shit. I don't want to hear your opinion so, on what so, you saw. So I on, what you, on who you think was the, your favorite player in the series. My favorite player was Dennis Johnson. Okay, well, my favorite player in the 19 fucking 12 oh, World Series this. was, was, was Babe this. Ruth. Yeah, Babe Ruth was my favorite baseball player in that mm-hmm. series, in the World Series. About to Google to see if he was in the World Series. In I think he was. I think it was 1912. I'm not sure. Well, but do you, you get do you get what I'm saying though? <laughs> it's like you didn't live it. So so we're from Boston. You want to know who like who your who your old school heroes are? I can't just just because I don't say Larry Bird doesn't mean I can't have a fucking opinion about it. You can't say someone is your favorite player in that series if you didn't watch the damn series. All right, my favorite player in the Celtics' first championship back in 1950, what was it? Tommy. 1957 was Tommy, Tommy Heinsohn. Yeah. 100%, man. No, or why, Bill Russell. Why, why wouldn't it be Bob Cousy? What's wrong with you guys? Seriously. Or Bill Russell. That was a stacked team, dude. Now, let me, let me. That's a terrible comment. You, none of us saw that series. So how are we going to pick a favorite player in the 10th I series? saw Dennis Johnson coach the WNBA better than I ever seen any. No, the D League, the D League, uh, the WNBA too. I think he did both. He coached the Clippers as well. Yeah, that was not a good look for him. No, well, <laughs> Donald Sterling did not enjoy Dennis Johnson being a coach. Did Donald Sterling die yet, or what? No, nah, man, that would have been that would have been news. That would have been in the case. One of my in case you missed it. Thought I missed it. Was no. hoping that was coming up next. All right, what no. else we missed? Um, no, just to uh, Dennis Johnson put a bow on the uh, on the Russell Westbrook talk. He did break the uh, season, single season record for the most triple doubles. Thank you, thank you. But you predicted he was going to have over forty five triple oh, doubles. Oh, don't get into this. I predicted oh. that he was going to average a triple double this year. I asked you. I asked you like a month ago. On in case you missed it, how many is he going to end up with? Yeah, yeah. And I, I said. I, I said forty. And so I, said, right. I said, I said, all, I said all of them as an asshole because I was dismissing the yeah, question. I said how many games were left, and you were like, "Oh no!" Then it ended up being like forty-five. I'm like, "No." Well, so I at the beginning up. of the year, so he won. I told you so that Russell it. Westbrook was going to average a triple double in the year. Okay. Did he do it? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm surprised he got that. Just give me some fucking props, man! I would... fucking nailed that shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. In case, in case oh, you missed it. Oh, get the fuck out of here, man! We gave you props in the last episode. Man. Anna, a, Anna gave you props. It wasn't official yet. Even, Anna gave you props. Even though it conspiracy theorists yet. would say that the team helps him get those triple doubles. But, okay. See, no, don't bring that up. It. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. You called it. Don't bring that up. Why? Stevie Wonder can Stevie <laughs> singing his song. That's why I told you not to bring it up. <laughs> you want to keep talking that shit? In case, in case you missed Wonder it. All day. In case you missed it. The Orlando Magic <laughs> have fired their general manager, Rob Hennigan, after five seasons. On the very last day... Of the regular season. Well, Rob Hennigan didn't really do a good job down in Orlando, <laughs> did he? <laughs> Who the fuck is Rob Hennigan? Bobby Davidson's fucking cousin, dude. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby Davidson. Hey, Robbie, dude. How's the magic doing down there? Well, you know. In case you missed it. We just got Serge Ibaka for all of our players. In case you missed it, it's official, guys. The date has been released for the Lakers. And Celtics 30 for 30. It's a two-part. Oh, I can't wait. It's a two-part documentary. It's coming out on June 13th. Oh, nice. So it would be. The day before the finals? Probably no, something the like final, that. I, think that. I believe the finals started like June 9th or something like that. Yeah, I, might be, June, I might be wrong. For, it's it's, it's right in the middle of the finals. Time. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's in the middle of the finals. I saw the preview for that. I sent you guys that. And it's going to be good. 
I can't wait because um, Dennis Johnson played against the Magic, and he's my favorite. Uh, played against Magic Johnson, he's my favorite. Played against the Magic or Magic Johnson? <laughs> you got me all screwed up now. Talking about Bobby Hinnigan and fucking shit. Now I got to talk about Magic Johnson. Who was your favorite like Laker of all time? Kurt Rambis? James Ro- James Worthy. <laughs> James Worthy. All right, cool. North Carolina, bro. <laughs> Jerry West. No, James Worthy. I said James Worthy without hesitation. No, that's good. That's good. That's a good pick. I like James Worthy. James Worthy, when I started watching basketball, was was still in his prime. So he was doing his thing. Yeah. See, see, he was watching it. He <laughs> I remember, him I remember play. James Worthy on North Carolina in 1982. I also remember Eldon Campbell. There was that's Eldon Campbell. Good yo, what, good about, people, yo. what about what uh, about Cedric Sabalos? Oh, uh, you know, you know who I liked on that squad Nick was Quick. Nick Van Exel. Nick man, Nick Van Exel throwing Nick that TV Van monitor Van at the at the at the ref. That yeah. was awesome. Oh man, that yo, that's 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 someone you didn't want to piss off. That yeah. dude was a scary dude. Yes, but he used to he used to. He used to Cradle the ball when coming down the lane. You know what? Yeah, he was a beast. Was a Let's beast. get him on the podcast. What the fuck is Nick Van Exel doing right now? I don't know. It's a good question, yo. Sway. What is Nick Van Exel doing? So I take care of that, Sway. Let's He's, get uh, in touch. He has a house in Nebraska. Yo, Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson. Get us Nick Van Exel's number. <laughs> I know you're still boys. You know, <laughs> Could you imagine that all, one-on-one? All point guards are cool with each other now. They just play one-on-one all the time. Kenny Anderson versus Nick Van Exel. Who you got, Zach? Oh, good matchup. Oh, it depends. How, how old are they? Because they're in high school, can't you? <laughs> I'm talking right now. I'm talking right now. My guess right is now? Nick Van Exel. Who, my, my guess is probably the same age. My guess is Van Nick, Exel probably by a few years, but yeah, not, not by a lot. But I think Nick Van Exel probably weighs 400 pounds now. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was an alien, though. So he right, right. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. I think he was an extra in Men in Black 3. <laughs> or he you might have been. Zach's like he's no longer with us. He's not. Or he was just the. <laughs> he, was, he was just like the. He how to play basketball. Stunt. They erased his mind. No, he was the stunt double for Sam Cassell in the Rocket Finals in the beginning. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's brutal. That's brutal. Uh, in, case, in case you missed it, you can't. I can't finish off like this. In case you missed it, you know, playoff edition without mentioning the Knicks, even though they're not in the playoffs and have been eliminated for quite I some time. You were say someone died. No, quite some time now. Um, the mellow finally Phil, quit. No, Phil Jackson. They get they, the Knicks picked up Phil Jackson's last two years of his contract. That's a great move. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, you might as well let him finish and, out his plan, I guess. Might as well. Ducha's boy Things going so well. Ducha's boy Zinger skipped out on his exit meeting because he's frustrated with the Knicks management. And shut the fuck up the dysfunction <laughs> of the Knicks yes come to Boston baby let's shut do up. it are you serious here we yes. go bring the zinger to Boston poor Zingas is, is fed up he's really? fed up he's fed up he's really? had it he's had it you know what I was all on it's the a bo- delayed reaction but he's, he's fed are you up I was on the me? boogie bandwagon forever. that's like Kelly Olenek saying I'm fed up the way things are going on in here <laughs> I no, I thought it's not quite like that, but you know what I mean. Like it's like true. like you haven't been around no, that no. long to, that's like, to that's say like, you're fed up. That's like Jordan Mickey playing. Like guys, <laughs> no, I've had it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I fucking had it. <laughs> I'm not getting any playing time. You're not bringing me. You're not shipping me up to. And he's to, up to Springfield, and they're like killing in the playoffs right now. Nah, you know what it D-League. is. You know what it is though. He's up for a payday. He's trying to get extra extra bonus incentives. No, poor Zingy's just probably doesn't want to play for a fucking dysfunctional fucking team. <laughs> but Porzingis yeah. is good. Zach, what do you this? think about Porzingis? I like Porzingis. He's a good player. Zinger. Who doesn't like Porzingis? Zinger? I love Zinger. Zinger's, uh, what was he, the unicorn? I'm just so surprised he's, he's speaking out right now. That's hilarious to me. Oh, New York does that to everyone. <laughs> Playing New York will do that to you. If you love life and you I go think- to New York, you won't love life anymore if you're in New York. Nick. 
it's time to ship him out. <laughs> Let him free. Oh, man, that's funny. That's a funny story. This, in case you missed it, is brought to you by CLNS Radio. Make sure to download the CLNS Radio app on your mobile device, Android, Apple, to listen to the best uh, podcasts and all the sports because it's just it's, it's mostly Boston sports. Yeah, they're starting to really they've, branch they've expanded out themselves. If you're, yeah. if you're, I, I'm, and I'm saying this seriously, I'm not being, I'm not being an asshole. If you're a Sixers fan, if you're a Lakers <laughs> fan, there's a podcast there for you. Yeah. Obviously, there's uh, Patriots, Bruins, uh, Red Sox, and of course the Celtics. You can listen to our. I mean, there's a lot of Celtics content, there's a lot of NBA content. I mean, yeah. and they they cover everything in the world of sports. I mean, whether we're talking football and baseball, of course, just started back up. Uh, they they really got you covered. So you only have to Bruins too the in the playoffs. They're doing their thing so far. C-L-N-S. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> You got the Bruins going. I mean, yeah, absolutely, man. Download the app. And also, make sure you uh, check out their YouTube page over at YouTube.com slash CLNS. I mean, you want to check out all the content that they have, especially throughout. Sway's on the, there a lot, too. Throughout when the playoff. the best. Throughout the playoff coverage <laughs> of the Celtics. You don't want to miss out. It is CLNS Radio. What? And also, the Bruins what playoff coverage. And the Red Sox, in the beginning of their season, they're kicking, they're kicking things off. So, it's the CLNS Radio app. We should all make sure you download that time. bad boy. And uh, <laughs> you can also you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Snapchat throughout the playoffs because we be we're, we're going to be killing it with the coverage. Uh, go yes. to our go to CausewayStreetBlog dot com. Zach actually has a couple of pieces up there on oh great piece by Zach. keys to uh, the Celtics beating the Bulls in the first round and a wrap up of the two thousand sixteen seventeen Celtics. That was a pretty good piece as well. Yeah. And obviously playoff stuff, all and playoff if, stuff. And if Absolutely. you haven't read any of Zach's writing, it's fucking good shit. So check that shit out, Zach. Yeah, of course. Oh, thanks, man. Where can they, where can they follow you? This goes without saying, of course. Good stuff. Where can they follow you on the, the interwebs on Twitter? Uh, either at OTW Sports Radio on Twitter, or uh, if you want to get me uh, my personal, it's at ZAP Sports Five Zero Eight. Yo, Zach, what are you doing over there, man? Yeah, Something, something's going on. Dude. Zach's I don't getting... Know. <laughs> Zach... <laughs> Zach's a little, a little busy right now. All right, Zach, we're going to let you go. Yo, Bye, appreciate Zach. you checking in, of course. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later. Peace. Oh, and that's it for... In case you missed it. All right, well, that's a wrap for the Cosby Street Podcast. Until back. next week, of course, you know where to follow us. And until then, we'll talk well, to until you Until next then. time. We'll be, we'll be consistently putting out episodes. That's right. <laughs> Later. Later, guys.